Alright guys, welcome to the Zealous State of Mind podcast, you have the Guru of Gains, and on today's episode we have a crossfitter, a strong woman, lover and a fighter, who's going on a journey uh, with cancer, she's uh, been on that journey for five years, welcome to the show, uh, Lehane yes. Stowers. thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on, um, I know you're busy and uh, really appreciate you making the effort to come out here. Um, before we get into... Uh, the journey, let's uh, take a little backward step and do a little bit of your background. So I met you through CrossFit, through New Market, back in the days as wow. well. Wow, <laughs> that's a long time ago. And uh, yeah, you're always like the, the friendliest person out there. <laughs> I remember we had, a, it was with uh, the crew, a uh, little party and that, and I remember you giving me some uh, coconut water, <laughs> helping me hydrate, <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking after me and Max, so. Now, it was always cool, and then run into you over the years through CrossFit comps and the Strongman comps, and now it's been a been a fun journey with all the people we've uh, met through the years through fitness. But yeah, but yeah, take us on a little journey, your background growing up, and then sort of to where you are now and that type of thing. Cool. Um, so my name is Lehane Stowers. Um, I currently work at Panuku Development Auckland, which I do activations events and events along the waterfront, so one year quarter. Um, I recently celebrated my 40th birthday, <laughs> so yeah. if, <laughs> if we're going to talk uh, going way back, uh, that's a lot of background, um, but yeah, I am a sister and a daughter, I have a brother, his name is Chris, a younger brother, um, we actually grew up in Otara, um, went to yeah. school in St. John's um, Primary School there, Um and intermediate wise, I, oh sorry, high school, I went to Epsom Girls Grammar. Yeah. And also Salmon College. How'd you get to Epsom from Otara? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I actually got a scholarship. <laughs> 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 yeah. what, were, what was your, were you good all around? Uh, yeah, school? I was pretty good at sports. Um, I think it was actually my sports that got me through. Yeah. Uh, mostly um, yeah. through Epsom Girls. Yeah. Um, what was your specialist sports? Touch rugby, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was a rep for uh, Epsom Girls, I think, from third form to fifth form, and I actually got school colours for touch rugby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most people would be like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And you're Samoan, eh? Is that right? Um, half Samoan, half Māori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. And man, that's awesome to, to get to Epsom. How was that when you went transferred to... Epsom. Yeah, I actually missed all my friends, so I was a bit of a rebellious third former. Yeah. Um, naturally, my friends from St. John's moved on to Macaulay High School. Right. So I kind of stomped my feet and I was like, why can't I go to Macaulay High School? Yeah. But um, yeah, three years, spent three years at Epsom Girls. Yeah, and your so your parents obviously valued like, um, education and things like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yep, had private tutors and everything. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Did you do music and that as well? No, I did do drama, yeah. uh, but art, I probably, that was my favourite subject. All right. I went far in, in art. Yeah, what uh, sort of aspect of art? Um, kind of abstract yeah. art, um, visual arts. Jackson Pollock type of things? Um, more Andy Warhol. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, old Andy. I know my art now. <laughs> Cultured, man. Cultured, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so you did the art and sports and everything. Yeah. So you've always been a sporty person? Yeah, definitely. My dad um, was pretty good at sports, um, rugby, touch, athletics. Yeah. Um, I did athletics as from a, a 12 years old right up to 16 as well. Yeah. Um, represented South Auckland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the interprovincial and trans-Tasman, yeah, I was a pretty good hurdler. Um, you'd be surprised. Right, right. Those little legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right yeah yeah so you did a bit of everything and so your dad was pushing you into the, oh encouraging you sorry <laughs> into sports and everything yeah um i well i was probably a daddy's girl so um yeah. quite looked up to him and wanted to be as fast as him or faster than him yeah um and do the things that he did so he was always at my athletic meets and everything so yeah yeah just like um like just in terms, sorry, it's a little bit off track, but in terms of uh, you know getting kids into sports and all that, was it just like that? Your dad was like a good um, like the example and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean, like, cause some, you don't want to be like forcing kids into it, no. but you want them to get into it. You know, like 
the balance of doing that? Yeah. Well, Dad was always playing sports. Um, he used to play league for the Ellerslie Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously my brother and I um, were too young to go and do our own thing, so we'd always go and watch his right. games and stuff. And, yeah, I think I just got inspired by watching him play. He's quite a... Um, He's got a lot of sportsmanship, so a real friendly player, but this little kind of nugget that like hits hard, but yeah, yeah always shakes people's hands afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then how did you get to be so friendly and nice and that to everyone? Because, you know, South Auckland's not the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sad. laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you don't get a lot of smiles, you know, like straight off the bat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry <No>. guys <laughs> sorry yeah. Ruth sorry <laughs> I'll say um, no uh, St John's was an amazing school and I actually do keep in touch with some of the people there yeah um, I yeah I think growing up it kind of just was a reflection of dad mum the people that they hung around with my brother my brother's like super friendly yeah um, the people that we met yeah I think it was just association you do what you give or you give what you get yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you did uh epsom and then what happened after epsom uh so i did fifth form uh epsom girls and <laughs> found that an all girls school was a little bit hard <laughs> yeah um yeah and then uh got into a little bit of trouble at school um and then that's when we decided that I was going to go to Selwyn College. So that was a co-ed school. Yeah. Um, Fighting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a scrapper. I didn't know you were a scrapper. Oh, um, just to yeah. share a little thing. Uh, at my 40th birthday, um, everyone got the opportunity to say a little something about me. Yeah. So, yep, that was made clear that I was a little bit of a scrapper. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Something behind that smile. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Samoan College and, yeah, co-ed school uh, was awesome. Uh, it was kind of cool to be in an environment where boys and girls kind of yeah. work together and are doing things together. So, yeah. yeah. You finished up. Selwyn, did you go to uni? Um, I then to went work? to Unitech and I carried on with art and design. So I did a diploma in art and design. Oh, cool. So yeah. you carried on with that, yeah. that passion. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you did that? Um, did you pursue the art art route? Or? I tried to, but kind of discovered that maybe it was more of a hobby. Um, right. It wasn't really going to get me the money that I needed to survive <laughs> in the world at that yeah. time. Yeah. 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 So I uh, did three years of art and then kind of went on to event management. Yeah. Um, and then I did a diploma in event management course at AUT. Yeah, that's quite a natural thing, you know, because you're always good with people and hospitality and all oh, that. So was that like thanks. a natural, you know, thing? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. As yeah. soon as I kind of put my foot in the door, I was like, well, okay, this is me. And then I could kind of apply what I'd learned through my art courses to that as well. So right. the creativity and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. That's yeah, a so lot the two of that would have crossed together. over. Yeah. Um, with it like creating the events and the things that go into it, eh? Yeah, and just having like uh, an eye for something, mm. I think. Um, and yeah, a unique eye on things. So yeah, yeah they definitely work together. Yeah. Oh, awesome, yeah. Mm. And then I ran into you at the museum one time and you were working there as well yep. for a while. Yep, that was the museum. Yep, that was a cool place too. Um, and I was an outreach program coordinator there, so that gave me the opportunity to um, work with early childhood and primary schools where we would actually take um, collections out of the museum and take them off-site to schools that couldn't actually come to the museum or couldn't yeah. visit the museum. So, wow. yeah, I loved that. Um, and then that role enabled me to kind of take it to what I do now so yeah. I work for Panuku Development Auckland now as a placemaker yeah what's a placemaker <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no lots of people ask and it's funny they always think oh do you work at placemakers and I'm like no no and they kind Paint. of do the nail the hammer and the nail yeah. kind of gesture but um no a placemaking is I in a nutshell I basically make places for people so I look after the one year quarter um 
and we kind of enable and curate and facilitate um, opportunities for people to come to Winyang Quarter and have it as something that's theirs, like a place where they they belong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. So there's quite a lot of stuff into that, like in terms of using your creative skills. Yeah. And um, it's a bit of everything, eh? Yeah. So we do activations and events and spaces. So we kind of let the place talk for itself. Yeah. Um, I look after from Eastern Viaduct all the way down to Salo Park. Yeah. So I do the programming. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Solo Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And That's a cool spot down there. Cinema at Silo Cinema yeah. and um, kind of bespoke, unique events down there. And then we have major events such as Auckland Anniversary Weekend and Matariki Festival. Yeah. Um, we do the one year quarter birthday where we kind of activate the whole space and we involve the community. Yeah. Oh, that is a cool event. It's always like a cool vibe down there as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my drive is to make it a place where people belong, feel like they belong in kind of all walks of life, all ages, ethnicities can kind of be in a space together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been down there with my sister and family and wife a few times. Yeah. It's called the basketball courts and stuff as well. Yep, that goes off. That's yeah. usually busy to like 3 a.m. in the morning. Is it? Yeah, because they've got the lights, eh? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Is it? It doesn't seem like there's like drama down there as well. Is that right? Nah, so I think with us, um, there's like a... If you put rules on something, then people tend to rebel. Yeah. Um, If that makes sense. Yeah. So we kind of um, just let a space talk for itself where people can come and live together how they would without rules yeah yeah that makes sense bit of common sense in that eh? yeah and it works it seems to work down there i mean we do have a solo container bar that's on site that people Mm. can come and there's food trucks and cinema playing at the same time but yeah people just tend to be responsible for it's there rather than you know kind of playing up and sneaking stuff in or yeah yeah yeah, I watched this thing on Discovery a while back and they had, um, I think it was in like Finland or Denmark, one of those countries, and they had like hardly any road rules and like there was hardly any accidents. Yeah, crazy. And they were saying like places <laughs> that have heaps of signs and rules, there was more. Yeah. You yeah. treat people like dummies, <laughs> they act like one. Yes, yes. And thing. then I think if you put it in someone's mind, they just start thinking about it like, yeah. you can't do that. If someone tells me I can't do that, I'm like, oh, how can I do that? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's a natural thing, eh, like to... Um, do the right thing and then also for some people like to do that you know if they have yeah. the signs and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. yeah oh cool so you did that and then yeah so jump into a little bit about your journey so five years ago you yes. had some big news yes so five years ago 2015 I yeah was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer um, and that freaked me out because that came unexpectedly mm. um, I was at the peak of my fitness at that time as well and training a lot um and then I just felt like a lump kind of on my um chest and went to the doctors because I thought oh man this is not going away you know I thought it was something to do with the amount of training that I'd been doing um and went and got that checked and that ended up being just a my clavicle was out of alignment yeah so that was fine that was easily fixed um but since I was there, they were like, oh, you know, why don't we just do a general checkover anyway? I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and then I think a couple of weeks later, when I had to go back for the results and stuff, um, the doctor walked in and he had in his hands a whole pile of cancer pamphlets. Man, so he didn't have to say anything to me. I was just look, looking at his hand. I was like, oh, what? Mm. So that was just out of the blue, like checking the collarbone yeah and you had no inkling that anything was up in your body no nothing at all so yeah it was massive shock crazy man that's that's crazy and yeah then, yeah man and then cranium yeah major so what happened from there then um so that was through the public health system yeah um and they actually moved quite quickly um how, I mean, in terms of your, how do you react from that? You know, I know you're quite, you know, you're a positive person yeah. and stuff like that. How do you process that and move forward? Oh, 
at the time I kind of probably went quiet for a couple of days, mm. um, like numb. Yeah, so a numb feeling. Um, and my partner at the time was there and he just went numb as well. We just didn't know how to deal with it or be there for each other. Um, but yeah, I kind of didn't really have time to process the emotional side of it because the public health system moves so fast. Um, they were like, right, uh, we need to get you into surgery and we need to do this. There were like a million things that I needed to do. Mm. Um and I think the Wellington Cup. Did you go to the yeah, Wellington Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, I remember I went, yeah. I went a few years and I remember. Yeah, uh, so there was one. Well, I only went to one, I think. Um, the one that I went to. So that was the weekend before I had to go into surgery. So I was wow. like, man, I'm going to go hard here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Yeah. Um, so I was in a team. Um yeah, and it was crazy. Uh, did really well, and then went back to Auckland, and I was like, okay, right, this is the start of the next journey. So I kind of went into hospital, yeah. um, had surgery, um, where they like removed the cancer and stuff. And I remember waking up after surgery and looking up at a nurse, and she was like, you know, it hasn't spread. It didn't go to your your nodes, so you know, it's, it's gone. It's gone. And I was like, okay, yes. Um, yeah, but then you kind of think, oh, is that it now? Is that over? But the journey actually probably started at that point because mm. you kind of have to go through a whole lot of other stuff following that. What did yeah. they say? Um, like, was it there for ages or? Well, I don't think. Beforehand, you know, that type of thing? Yeah, or? no one ever really knows. Right. Um because it can obviously get bigger, uh, like worse, right? If you yeah. didn't get onto it. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was bad or not bad? Um, It was bad, but uh, not so bad at the point that they could still do surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So it was getting. Worse. Yeah. 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 And then, um, so you had the surgery mm -hmm. and that went pretty well. Yeah. So, I mean, I was yeah. pretty stoked for, yeah. to wake up and then hear the first thing like, oh, it hasn't spread. Yeah. Um, so it's like okay. Um, what are the? I know it's pretty big. The the stats because that's the most common one. And um, yeah, it's in like ninety the nine and uh, ninety nine percent. Not well, actually. Don't, I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> but um, it's massive. I mean, and uh, there's one in how many uh, with breast cancer? Uh, there's one in nine. Sorry, one yeah, that's nine. A one in nine. Farah, that's that's pretty um pretty high percentage. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. in nine. And it's kind of unexplainable um, why and where and how. Yeah. Um, because when I was diagnosed, I was 35. And even the doctors then were like, we don't know. I have no history in my family of breast cancer. And I was at the peak of my fitness at that time. Mm. So even doctors were kind of confused. It's like, what? We, we don't know why and how this has happened. Yeah. So the health was good and you're mm. young. Like, is this didn't make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, Did they say that's quite a common thing, like with a lot of the people that come in? It doesn't make sense, like... Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if there was like a certain thing that could bring it on or... That type no, of, no, 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 I don't think. To be honest, I don't think there's... I mean, you know, people talk about smoking and too much drinking mm. about um, other types of cancer, but yeah, I don't think there's... A specific thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> so, so you had the surgery, it went well, then you thought you, it was, you were good, but that was the start you, you were just saying it. Yeah, of. yeah. Um, because following that, you then uh, go through um, treatment, I guess. Um, so I actually did radio, radiation therapy. Yeah. Um, and that kind of involved going to the hospital every morning for, I think it must have been about three months, so every day. Mm. Um, and you'd spend about an hour in radiation therapy. Um, so that kind of took its toll on me. I was tired all of the time. So, 
So with that, they're, they're trying to kill all the bad cells. Yes. Is that right? So they think any that's kind of to get everything, if anything, is yeah. left over. Mm. But then at the same time, it kills your good cells. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So we kill um, like your energy and immune system a little bit? Yeah. I, my energy levels did drop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But did you still have to work? Or Sorry, more questions. Uh, no, that's fine. Um. I chose to keep working. <laughs> so you so you do that treatment and go back to work? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No energy and stuff? No energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I chose to keep working just, obviously you need to keep paying rent and yeah, yeah. Um, keep living and stuff like that. But I also wanted to keep living as much as possible, like my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah not let it hold you back no and, uh, it seems like you were competing all the way through is that right as well yeah do you know a crazy thing um <laughs> i ended up competing four weeks after surury um in the crossfit mount games yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah crossfit mount games um it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's a good weekend yeah it was a good weekend uh yeah i think that was more to prove to myself that i can keep doing me like I didn't actually tell anyone what was going on in my life at that time I just decided like right okay I'm going to go back to training yeah and that was the goal it was like right I've got four weeks to get ready for a team comp my team were awesome um I don't actually think any of them knew anything but um this was the one where we did that crazy marathon row right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) a legendary yeah it was packed eh? yeah Yeah, it was so packed and the rotations and the (laughs) force It was so funny. <laughs> that, was, that was cool, actually, thinking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a fun weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you did that four weeks after. Yeah, so it was quite intense because they had a swim as well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, man, I was hyperventilating about that swim and stuff. It was a 100-meter swim um, that we had to do in a team. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I nailed it. Like There was one person that in the swim, and I was like, yeah, I just beat him, but he was in my team. So I was like, <laughs> that was kind of the goal, as long as I do better than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Far out, and like you were saying, you're getting treatment throughout. Like, what, what did you do for the weekend to you know keep your energy up? And uh, cause, you know, they're hard workouts, so was it just more in the mind type of thing? Yeah, or to be was? honest, yeah, it was. Wow. And then just making sure that I was eating right. I think I was on a paleo diet at the time, yeah. Um, yeah, it was more on the mind for me. It was, it was like, no, nah, we're here now, just keep going <laughs> and it was just you and a couple of people that knew uh yeah just me time? and one other yeah wow yeah you just kept yeah. it to yourself and she just kept me going yeah through the weekend man yeah <laughs> do you feel like you've uh, reached another level like mentally uh you know to be drained like that and then yeah mentally but i think i've reached another level uh in my heart, I think. Wow, <laughs> I don't yeah, know how yeah. to explain it. Um, yeah. I don't really know how to explain that. But yeah, I think I've gone to a point where, man, I just, yeah, my heart just feels full. It's ironic. Wow. Everything that I'm going through, uh, yeah. Mentally, I'm like up there, but it's like in my heart, I know that I can keep going. And Yeah. yeah. All right, mm. man. Amazing. The resilience. And then, so you... Um, you did the comp and then you would have had to get back into treatment and yep so uh, all that stuff carried on for yeah I think three months Um, and then I went on to like hormone therapy so that's um, basically just taking a pill every day so you kind of can't do everything at once you have to go okay yep do that then that Um, so I kind of did radiation therapy and then ended up doing fertility treatment as well. Yeah. Um, because when you go on hormone therapy, it kind of um, lessens the, what is it, um, your chances of right. being able to have children. Mm. So I had to go through fertility treatment After as well. So that, you know, if I even wanted to, there might be an opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did that and then into hormone therapy and so that was to get everything going again type of thing because it would have killed off a lot of uh, like everything in your body uh 
Well, not everything, <laughs> this but mostly. This is so weird talking about this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, so the fertility treatment is so that they can, like, um, take eggs and... Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Freeze them, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> God. Thanks, Yash. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have six that are, like, right. stored away if yeah. I, like, have a chance to yeah, yeah. maybe have children. Yeah. yeah, so then into the hormone, hormone therapy after that. Mm. Is that uh, the normal way? Because like, there's different ways out here of people that treat it, eh? Treat. Yeah. Did you... How did you choose your way, you know, your path type of thing? Uh, so, it's basically, you kind of get a list of things that are available for you, um, specifically with the type of cancer that you had and things like that. And that comes from your oncologist. Mm. Um, and at that time, the information that I read up about chemotherapy, so I was offered chemotherapy um, or radiation. So I decided to go through radiation just because it seemed less harsh um, than chemo- chemotherapy. And, you know, kind of, they said that chemotherapy, you know, it's not guaranteed that, you know, you can go through chemo- chemotherapy, but it's not guaranteed that it won't come back. Yeah. Um, so for me, that didn't, the pros and cons didn't weigh up. So I kind of went the radiation therapy way yeah so yeah so you did have different avenues you could have went down and choices to make and yeah yeah because i know you did like a lot of your research and yeah even the nutrition (laughs) and that sort of side of things and that yes yeah the treatments yeah so i think yeah from the radiation i then stayed on the hormone therapy for three years and then that was fine going as it was and then that's when like in 2000 and 18 and yeah I kind of got the dreaded news that had had come back yeah, yeah. so you were you were good for three years mm-hmm. basically yeah what was your mind space through that those three years uh like like I'm free or uh, no I don't really ever think that but I think because I've always been like someone that just loves life it just kind of pushed it that a bit more and I was like okay gotta just keep going keep living keep doing you so I did and I kind of filled my life up with people so um I was working a full-time job I was coaching as well um so I was always busy so I didn't really have time to you know kind of think about that or dwell on that I was like nah man I'm just gonna keep going keep living yeah so that was for three years. It was like I was always busy. Yeah, mm. it's full on. Full on, but in a good way. Yeah, all good stuff. The things you enjoyed and mm. everything like that. And then you went to go on your trip uh, overseas. Yeah. So uh, that was a trip to Cuba and Mexico. Yeah. Um, that was so that was planned to be the big celebration of being cancer free for three years. Yeah. Um, but I think a month before I left for that. I was just not feeling well and Mm. kind of felt, yeah, just sick and had like a little bit of a swollen abdomen. Um, So kind of went to the doctors just to get that checked out, told the doctor my history and that kind of got her a little bit concerned. So she then sent me to have an ultrasound. And at that time, the person that was doing the ultrasound was like, oh you know, uh, you're going to have to get this checked out. I don't yeah. think you'll be able to do anything until we know what this is. Um, so, yeah, after that, it was like waiting for a biopsy and then it was kind of a month-long process um, of, oh, it could have come back, it might be something else because um, this time it was on my liver. Mm. So it was one of two things. It was either a new cancer, so new liver cancer, or it was the breast cancer that had come back. Um, so breast cancer cells. Yeah. Yes, but it'd come back somewhere else. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, so a month later, I kind of went in back to the oncologist, and he was kind of like, okay, it's come back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the breast cancer had come back, but this time on my liver. So... 
um, they call that secondary metastatic cancer. So it's not like the primary location. Yeah. Right, right. It's it's moved. And it's yeah. moved. Yeah. yeah. So. And then you had your trip. You're like. Yeah. Torn. Oh. Well, um, it was kind of after a month of not knowing, and finally being told. It was like, okay, now I know what it is. Um, now I can kind of deal with it. So it felt mm. like a big weight off my shoulders. It wasn't good news, but yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I know what to do now. We can kind of make an action plan. Yeah. Um, I was meant to go. On my trips, it was a solo trip, um, but one of my best friends was like, no, nah, I'm going to come with you, we're going to do this together, um, and I mainly think it was because she wanted to look after me and just make sure that I was okay, because I was like, yeah. no, I'm fine, I'm going over. <laughs> That's um, cool, yeah. Yeah, but it was the best having her there, so yeah, we were gone for three weeks through yeah. Mexico, Cuba, and then I did a little st- solo trip to Key West, and then I broke my ankle. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah. I saw some pictures. Yeah, oh, it was on the second to last day of my trip, wow. which is fine because it's like you yeah, know I've already yeah. done the fun stuff. But um, it was I was on a bike. It was a pink bike. It had a bell. It had a basket of all the things that I had been doing overseas. Like I was swimming in cenotes. I was um, zip lining. Um, mountain climbing rock climbing everything yeah. that this little pink bike could do the damage wow. <laughs> <laughs> after all these crazy things yeah, that you've done, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so i was lucky to have travel insurance so they kind of put me in a moon boat said um yep you're fine to get on a plane yeah uh so i left got home and I thought, oh, hey, I'm just going to go to the doctors and check this leg out just in case. And she was like, no, it's broken. You need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so, damn Key West. <laughs> oh, Moon, but you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. How was that, that trip, um, knew, knowing what you knew, and then also the experience of travel is always a special thing? Yeah. Like, did you do some journaling? Like, how, you know, how was that? Yeah, I... It was good. I didn't do journaling, but every day my friend would sit me down and I suppose that was a way of journaling. We'd just have a conversation of it. And she would say to me, you know, we'd talk about what we did that day and then, you know, how, and just reflect a bit and Mm. then talk about goals and stuff and um, what we're going to do when I got home. And yeah, that was therapeutic for me just doing it that way um and then everything that we were doing in Mexico especially was like going back to the indigenous people and and nature and doing things that way was real therapeutic like just being one with the land I suppose yeah um and connecting to people of the land yeah Yeah. do you think yeah you know you you would have had a different perspective traveling right seeing the world and I've done a bit of traveling yeah um so every year I kind of like say just to do a trip somewhere yeah, somewhere yeah. yeah so I have done a bit of traveling um what's, yeah. the, what's the greatest lessons uh travels taught you uh that we are all one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah do you know the um, Mayan people are the yeah, indigenous, South yeah, yeah, yeah. indigenous people. They built some pyramids, is it? Yep, they have ruins over yeah, in yeah. Mexico. But I mean, everyone, everywhere I've been, everyone values the same thing that we value. It's like people, land, sea. Um, so yeah, I, and I love sharing people's perspectives of that. I went to Morocco last mm. year. Same thing. Um, the indigenous people there land sea people so uh, yeah it's, I think the most valuable thing that I learned is just about connection yeah. and connecting to people because we value the same things mm. yeah. well, it's interesting because uh, Dan he, he's a world travel guy too he was saying a similar thing yeah he did all his travel he's kind of like people just want to uh, be loved connect yeah you know that type yeah. of thing <laughs> like wherever you go it's the same thing yeah even yeah. though the cultures are different, <laughs> yeah, cultures different, people live differently, different. but basically yeah, that's the same thing. what it all boils down to, yeah, type of thing. Mm. Far out. And then, um, so you came back, got the moon beat on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that was probably a blessing, um, 
because then I couldn't do anything. Like usually I'm on the go all the time. Mm. So with the moon boot, I sat at home and started researching about cancer and, you know, things to do. Um, Before I left on the trip, my oncologist was like, okay, this is secondary metastatic cancer. There's no cure. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I was just like, okay. (laughs) I don't understand what you mean by that, but I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, um, yeah, went away on the trip, came back, did some research and... Then I found an amazing integrated nutritionist who specializes in cancer. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, set an appointment with her, met her. uh, And then, yeah, she's kind of a massive part in my life with me being here today. So it's been a massive help. Yeah. The stuff you've implemented through her. Yeah. Yeah. So um, not just about nutrition and research and stuff, but she's so good for my mind as well. Like obviously going through something that's like you're definitely going to have your down days. Yeah. Um, But she would just allow me to like fire through questions. We talk to each other like friends. So I feel like we are friends. Yeah. Um, And she'd just come back and just soothe my mind as well. Yeah. And... It's quite a protocol, eh? You're doing, was it? Is it keto and different things like that? Is that right? Yeah. What's so, the protocol with that? Um, with her, we started, yeah, we changed my diet a bit um, and went on to a low-carb and mm. keto diet. So keto is low-carb, high-fat. Yeah. Um, and then she got me on a supplement plan. Um, so I take a few, quite a few supplements that help me. Um, and then I was introduced to intravenous vitamin C as well. So that's uh, infusions. So I get those once a week, mm. which have really helped as well. Yeah. You feel, yeah. feel like a yeah. boost from those? Yeah, I've yeah. been doing that for the last year. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely helped. Just feel like a bit of a boost in energy from all the supplements and stuff? Yeah, but also like um, just helping new cells growth and things like that yeah Yeah. vitamin c um the supplements yeah definitely yeah to to the way that i feel now to the way that i felt a year ago is like oh yeah i can't even explain it it's just i used to experience like symptoms of feeling sick and lethargic and, and tired and um I I wear glasses, like I wear glasses to work and stuff, but mainly just to be able to read my computer. Yeah. Um, but before now, I actually had to wear my glasses all the time because I just couldn't see. There was one eye that just kept weeping. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. So there were a lot of symptoms of the cancer that I was experiencing back then. But now I actually have zero symptoms. No, wow. No symptoms at all. Yeah. I know. It's I'm literally a walking miracle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's just high, uh, not just so, but a big part of it is high nutrients. Yeah. Um, to because they were saying supplements, vitamin yeah. C's, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the ketogenic, um, it's always quite a. Yeah, um, to be honest, it was kind of like a tick box, like that I kind of naturally went through, mm. um, and I guess. Uh, yeah, I should probably mention like that I gave my heart to God about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the time that I saw clarity and then kind of everything else came after that. Wow, yeah. Um, my brother, he's been in the church for over 20 years, so he just recently got ordained as a pastor. Awesome, yeah. Um, and he used to invite me to church. It was a little church called Gateway Church um, in Onihanga. And I used to go, but like mainly I was going to support him. Like yeah. I wasn't going for myself. Um, but he was always persistent. He was like, you know, come along, come along. I'm preaching this week. Come mm. listen to me. Um, and then I, he uh, invited me to a big conference that was at Victor. Oh, is it? Spark Arena, Spark Arena. I was like, okay. And then it was there. It was so weird. Um, it was a shout conference, and the opening story was about a daughter and her relationship with her mum, who was um, 
going through breast cancer and I just bawled my eyes out because I was like, holy, I'm supposed to be here because the first, this is... <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> it was a real similar story to mine. Like the mum yeah. was sharing her story and I was like, okay. Um, and at this point I hadn't, hadn't had a relationship with God. This was like my first big conference that I'd been to. And so, um, yeah, I was just bawling my eyes out and then through... Um, the session they kind of at the end I think they were like you know is there anyone out there that and I felt something like pushing me you know do you want to give your heart to God and I was like oh and then I went to walk and then I turned back so I went to walk down and I was like no no I'm not going (laughs) and I turned back but then when I turned back I tripped over and I tripped down the stairwell and I was like, okay, this is a sign. He's what? telling me to get down there. <laughs> it's like a movie yeah, yeah. You could have oh, honestly was. Um, so I did. And then it was at that conference that I gave my heart to God. Wow, so, awesome, yeah. And then following that, that's when I met Katie. Yeah. Um, and then sitting with her, um, oh, sorry, she's my nutritionist. Um, mm. So sitting with her, she was like, okay, you need to get your story out there. And I was like, what? No, no one knows. I'm not telling anyone. I haven't told anyone for three years. Yeah. And she's like, no, you know, we're going to start sharing it and you're going to start a give a little page. We're going to get you to where you need to go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I probably spent a couple of weeks kind of writing what I put on the give a little page. Yeah. Um. And then... On the 24th of December, I don't know why I put it on Christmas Eve, um, I ended up putting it out there and then shared it on Facebook, shared the link. And this was my whole story from 2015 to now. Yeah. Um, One of my best friends rang me and she was like, I've just seen it. Are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm hyperventilating. She was like, shut everything off. Get off social media. Go for a walk. Go Christmas shopping. Yeah. Um, So I did and I didn't look at social media at all until Christmas morning and I woke up and the give a little page was had already been quite active Um, but it was the messages like just all the messages that I got from people you know it was like the best thing to wake up to yeah yeah the support and yeah just the love like it it wasn't what I expected Mm. like automatically you think um when you share something like that, people were just going to turn away. Yeah. And, but yeah, it was complete opposite. So, so with the, you know, keeping it to yourself, like, you're just like, oh, no, I can do this. You know, I'll, I don't want to, you know, tell everyone and that, but your nutritionist is like, you got to get this out there. Yeah. And I think, because sort of. she knew, because it was, man, as soon as I shared it, it was like this massive weight. Wow, yeah. it just left and the whole thing in my head was I don't want to when I first got diagnosed and not sharing it I didn't want to impact anyone else's life because mm. I was so into people and like making sure that they're okay and you know their experience in life or the gym or whatever they're doing is amazing Yeah, I just didn't want to share my downers with them and right. that was my whole yeah. yeah. Um but to now I would probably say that it was the best thing for me to do yeah, yeah, to yeah. start the healing process myself and yeah. Fire up. Yeah. It's powerful the you know, uh giving your life and then meeting this nutritionist yeah. and all the love from everyone. And yeah. So I get, I see what you mean by saying your heart's full. Yeah. In a way even though the circumstances Yeah. 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 Awesome things. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I think yeah, because following that, I think it wasn't last year was a massive year for me because since sharing, so many people came together for me, but for each other as well. Yeah. Um, we had quite a lot of fundraisers Mm. for the Give a Little page, so um, we had an awesome CrossFit fundraiser that was at Amfit. Um. I had a, a morning rave. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, at the silos. Um, and then quite a lot of the CrossFit community had their own uh, yeah. fundraisers. Yeah. Yeah, which was amazing. So that, so Leeds, you had, I remember um, seeing the news and you had to get treatment overseas. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So the original goal and the reason for the Give a Little page was because we were trying to get um, over to Mexico yeah. um, because they had a treatment facility there where you would be able to get everything and everything. Um, uh, but it was very expensive. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we found a cheaper alternative option. So I've been traveling back and forth to the Gold Coast in Australia. Mm. Um which everyone has enabled me to do through yeah. the Give a Little page. Mm. Far out, awesome, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you're going back there. Uh, you're saying off mic that you, is it, you've got a few sessions with... Yeah, so... Is that, is that every month or something like that? Um, so last year I went over and tried a whole lot of different alternate therapies. So that's yeah. the route that I've actually decided to go on since yeah. in the last year. Um and uh, I did like hyperbaric chamber, um, which is like an oxygen chamber, um, some shock therapy, um, and then hyperthermic. So hyperthermic is when they kind of heat your body up to like 39 degrees. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> over like, two hours. That's like X-Men stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I tried all of that and um, found that the hyperthermic one was the most beneficial. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you just come out with like superpowers and stuff. <laughs> I feel like I do. It's, um, it's quite intense, so I don't like doing it at all. But, How long is it for? Uh, so it depends on your body, to be honest. Yeah. So... Um, your body needs to heat up to about 39 degrees and then once it's reached that they then wrap you up and try and hold your body at that heat for a certain amount of time Fire up. so the first time that I went my body like heated up straight away so I wasn't yeah. in there for very long but over time my body's adjusted so now I'm like two almost three hours for my body to get there you sort of got used to it a little yeah, bit it's yeah. like yeah damn yeah. two three hours just chilling <laughs> it's hard yeah yeah, yeah it's hard because um, you're kind of sitting on a bed and then there's like a roof over the bed that's really close to your body and it's filled with lights and then um, the sides are covered like zipped up so it's like a canvas teepee so to speak yeah. um, so and then once your body hits 39 they turn the lights off and then um, unzip the canvas bits and then wrap you up wow yeah it's intense is that a bit like obviously claustrophobic sort of thing or yeah, what's oh it's not different? too oh, bad okay, yeah. yeah because I mean yeah there's space yeah. you're not and it's not dark. What do you do? Do you do like a breathing thing? Or med- yeah, meditation. Yeah. Um, they have like music in there if you want. Yeah. Um, but I actually found that the silence just yeah. seems to work better for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm breathing. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that back and forth. Um, at the time, the doctor there recommended that I do 10. Um but obviously I can't take that much time off work at yeah. a time. So, But they've been so great to, you know, give me a week every two months that I can go over. Yeah. With the, um, I don't know much about it, but the health system in New Zealand, are they like pretty supportive with these conditions mm-hmm. or not really? Like, you know, because like, it's, it's very expensive, eh, to get treatment. Yeah. Are they helpful or not? Oh, um my oncologist so i don't know there's like a rivalry between um public health and holistic health yeah um obviously because there's not well they say there's not enough supported data with holistic health or anything like that Mm. um my oncologist when i met him he was always very glum and kind of sad <laughs> and to the point where it's like no there's no cure that's it wow um but since then and i've been sharing my journey with him he can't really answer or comment on anything about holistic health but since my journey on that route i'll turn up and he'll just look at me and he'll be like okay what are you doing today (laughs) what have you done and then I'll just he'll let me talk and then I can see that he's just changed he's like okay yeah and then he'll do his checks and stuff um 
and he'll just try and hold back a smile but I can see that he genuinely cares um it's just he's because of his position he's not allowed to comment right on anything um but I think the last two times that I've seen him there has been a decrease in the size of the tumor um and also the cancer markers as well like quite yeah so I'm just like (laughs) He can see it's working. Yeah, he can see. And then he kind of just like, okay, yeah, he'll pat me on the back and he'll be like, just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Great session. Thanks for your help. Yeah. So I've noticed a change in him as well. And I feel like he is sort of opening up to, you know, there are other things out there that help people. So, yeah, I think it's just because he's in the public health system. He just can't say anything or encourage yeah, he's it he's got to be careful with what he says isn't it yeah i actually had to pull him up um once because when i told him about meeting my integrated nutritionist i was like oh i've met this really cool person and she's doing this and this and he blatantly rolled his eyes at me and i looked at him and i was like you can't do that and he was really? like what and i said you can't roll your eyes at me like that because people in my position you know hope is kind of yeah, the only yeah. thing that they really have yeah and then for maybe like three or four months, he didn't see me. He would send an intern. Every time I'd have to go and have a checkup, he'd send an, send an intern. <laughs> he was avoiding me. <laughs> yeah, he was avoiding me. Real mature. <laughs> until Real mature. until I had um, that scan which showed like a decrease in size. He came. I was like, where's your intern? Don't get her to give me the good news. <laughs> and he was like, yes, so uh, it's decreased in size. And I was like, I know, but where's your intern? <laughs> Oh, he wants to be the deliverer of good news. Yeah. Only. yeah. So, yeah, our relationship kind of started again from yeah. then. So, yeah. Man. So the, so the um, holistic thing is it, and then the, the mainstream way is not so... So I kind of do less mainstream. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. at the moment I'm just doing hormone therapy and then my regular visits with the oncologist because I still think it's important Um, and then yeah I've just decided to go down this route with um, um, nutrition and supplements and um, hypothermic therapy yeah with the um, holistic thing me and my wife talked about it a little bit um, because there's been things in the past um, you know friends or family who have gotten ill that like yourself who were really um fit and healthy and they're like well how did this happen yeah we have this theory that um it could be from like stress like more internal so like you know there's a lot of people that get diabetes and um, different heart conditions because that's like external like food yeah. lack of uh, sedentary lifestyle yeah that's like from the outside but then there's also like internal things that are yeah. You know, I, like stress and um, I think, different yeah. things like that that can cause or bring on different illnesses. That's my theory. I don't know. It's not based on... Yeah. Not, do you know, like from my experience, I think so too. Um, and then the whole process that I went through to to heal started with, you know, in a, yeah. like everything that was going on in my mind, letting go yeah. of like toxic Yeah, that stuff. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, definitely, because I think the things that you think they do manifest and the mm. things that you feel does manifest. So, yeah, I mean, that was included in my healing journey, like kind of um, healing relationships. So yeah. main one is my dad and I. So we were kind of, yeah, we had a bit of a rocky relationship and hadn't really spoken for maybe five years. And then that's totally healed now yeah. he came to the Arnold strongman wow, wow. That's beautiful, yeah. yeah and to have him there at first I was like no I, I don't want you there um but he came and I there was a point where I just kind of looked out from the floor and felt like that little girl at an athletics competition oh, man, yeah. and then it, whatever anger and everything that I had just kind of disappeared and now we keep in contact once a week. Um, he flew over from Perth for my 40th birthday. And uh, just so, yeah, I totally believe it's like healing yourself within um, letting go of the toxic things that are causing you stress, unnecessary stress, yeah. and healing relationships that are important to you. And um, talking, you know, yeah. I feel 
like me now this is like since everything's out there now this is the real me I don't have to hide anything or anything and I think that's massive too like yeah. it's helped me it's like I'm this is me this is the real me yeah yeah oh man that's awesome man it's beautiful yeah. um with you and your your father and yeah okay. yeah so that's what um you know we, we know, but that's what we mean my wife like was like because some things just didn't make sense like they help like what is it, it can't be yeah it can't be that <laughs> so the, you know there's other things and like i've um we've all i guess we've all had our struggles and ups and downs and i noticed like even my relationship things and that that will affect my mood and yeah um, my just my overall being yeah definitely. even though it's um internal yeah, yeah. you know like, it's weird <laughs> eh? like if there's um if i'm not forgiving someone or, or if i've said or done something and i'm being too stubborn to go apologize like it'll eat me up yeah and then the moment i apologize i just like feel free yeah um i remember in high school i punched this dude and i felt, <laughs> and I felt really stink yeah and then i went and apologized and i just felt really free you know and so i sort of always kept kept that in mind and yeah also being like a, a christian as well you know um the lord always forgives us and so just trying to mimic his example yeah. and um but yeah, and I, oh, it's interesting to hear from from yourself. Yeah, how how that is so important as well, eh? Yeah, the definitely. inside and out, like so, look after the outside and in as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, starting from the inside out, inside out. Yeah, mm. it sounds a bit weird, eh? But I think it can sound weird. Sorry, because I I'm like I grew up in a, a what's it called? You know, it's real manly man. Like you don't do that. Yeah. But now I like meditate and everything. And, like, yeah. Really, there's some of my yeah old thing that like, things a bit soft, but I feel like yeah. it really helps me. You know. Yeah. Meditating and breathing and all that. Sort of yeah, stuff. I think when I first met you, you were like on that like journey of meditation and sharing that with me as yeah. well. So yeah. Um. So that's that's been probably the biggest thing for you, the 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 inner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, so it's you're in a pretty good, um, like things are going really well. You were just sharing in the journey, yeah. At the uh, moment, yeah. Uh, so I'm back in the Gold Coast next week for yeah. three more sessions, and um, then I have another session with my oncologist. Um, so I think at that time there'll be another scan. So, mm. yeah, is there, um, like a community? I got them, uh, because there's brisk. Uh, cancer is quite common they do um, hang out with the other ladies or how does that work is there a support group or, yeah. um, sorry I, I don't know I don't know <laughs> I'm such a man <laughs> um, yeah no I a few people I've made new friends yeah, so yeah. a few ladies have reached out to me since sharing my journey and you know we'll have coffee and stuff and catch ups um, but yeah there is the breast cancer website um, as well and I recently just met a lady going through her journey and she's a journalist so I did a podcast series with her as well mm. um, and that's been shared on on that page um, where can you check that out where can, uh, where can we check that out uh, www.breastcancer.co.nz cool cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. check it out um, so yeah I think there's actually quite a few ladies that are in the strongman uh, industry and CrossFitters as well that have yeah. reached out that are going through their journeys. I've met um, a few bodybuilders as well that have been through journeys. So it's like it's amazing, you know. You can't, you don't have to stop being you and doing things that yeah. you do. Yeah, mm. keep keep pushing hard and doing yeah. what you love and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What advice would you give to someone um, like myself or anyone else? Like you, you know, you have a different perspective now. You know, you live, what is it, um, lover and a fighter, you live in, live, you know, you're living to the fullest type of thing. Do you think, like, you're living differently now than you would if you didn't have it, have um, a uh, No, because I've always been, like, a go-getter for right. life. Um, I think now it's just, I, it's more enhanced now that, you know, I don't leave things till later I'll just like oh no got to do this now or yeah keep just living life to the fullest or doing things yeah I'll do everything anything everything <laughs> yeah 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 give everything a crack yeah and you did that 
was the Arnolds and yeah different comps yeah I did um the 2018 Arnolds classic um that was an amazing experience and I was so grateful to be able to get over there just because I was still training with my broken ankle as well so my coach was training me like everything's sitting down so (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. it was so good um and for him he had to deal with like my emotions and everything like he did it so well um but yeah he got me over to the Arnold's and it was the most amazing experience um the yoke there was a 200 kg yoke walk which I actually had to sit out because it was just I was only I think I was in a moon boot in January and I just got out of it in January and the comp was in March so it was yeah. too soon for that kind of week but yeah. everything else I managed to give a go over there yeah yeah no, it's pretty cool because, you, you know, you're small and you're happy, you know, <laughs> go get it, but you're out there lifting heavy stuff and throwing <laughs> yeah. weight around. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool to see. Yeah. That's cool. Um, uh, we've got, so what's, what's uh, going forward for you? What's, um, um, so one thing that I learned that has been really good as well is like goal setting. Yeah. Um, so I think... Last year, I had all these goals. I was like, right, Arnold's, um, a few CrossFit competitions. And I feel like that's kind of like the motivation to keep you going. And you're just living like you're living and there's no kind of end point. Mm. Um, So this year, I've sat down and got a few goals as well. Um, Lots of work goals um, because I love what I do. (coughs) Um, But I'm actually competing tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Get away. Um, in my first RX competition since my broken ankle, wow. I'm freaking out. Yeah. Um, it's the Beauty and the Beast competition yeah, in Whangarei. Yeah. Cool. Uh, man, I had to pick a partner that wouldn't make me cry, so um, Seamus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he's going to be my partner tomorrow, so cool. yeah, we'll be in Whangarei. So that was goal number one. Yeah. Um, and then I am competing in the duets. Um, yeah. That's it's a favourite. Yeah, that's yeah. a favourite, that one. So, uh my friend Asia and I are competing in that one. Yeah. Hmm. So plenty going forward. Yeah. So, and then after that, we've got a competition in Samoa. So, All right. Yeah. So we've got Fatsua. those three. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. So a team count there. So those are the three. Yeah. 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 Still crushing it. Still yeah. crushing it. <laughs> All right. So we're getting down to our final few questions. Have you got any uh, mentors or people that you go to for advice? Um, yeah. That type of thing. Wow. So many. Uh, I have a real tight unit of um, girlfriends that offer advice in like their own ways and um, yeah they're pretty special Um, the people that I work with are also pretty awesome my boss is such an amazing human Um, my integrated nutritionist like she is literally an angel on earth like I can go to her Where's she based at? Anything. Um, so she's out of the Boyd Clinic. Yeah. Um, yeah, Katie Boyd. Yeah. Um, Check it out. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, my CrossFit community. Like, they're so amazing. So I'm at CrossFit Propolis. Yeah. Um, the vibes there and the encouragement and the owners, Dan and Harriet, have been so good for me. Yeah. Especially in the last year. Um, and then Strongman as well. Um yeah, the community there is so awesome and the amount of people that are coming through now. So when I first started, there wasn't an under 65 category. So yeah. I had to compete in the under 82. <laughs> but now there's like so many. It's yeah. so awesome that, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Under 65s can do strongman stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many people. Um, I'm inspired by the women that are going through journeys now and when we chat and talk um, yeah. I definitely think that there's so much power and vulnerability and sharing like no one really has to deal with anything mm. on their own yeah yeah Far out. that's cool got a good awesome um, yeah support group there yeah <laughs> um, any any like favorite books or things you've read um in the past hmm. I am real inspired by art, I guess. Mm. So 
different artworks because they're so abstract or they're, you can interpret it in your own way. Um, hmm. Or, yeah, books. I don't, I don't so know. more artwork in there? Yeah, just because um, it's like open to your own interpretation. You take what from it what you want. Yeah. Um, so I, I live by the mantra... Uh, live, laugh, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like my favorite. That's like me all over, I think. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And yeah. So you're working like what? You're saying 60 hours, 60? Uh, <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> um, Roughly? Or around about, yeah, 50, 56 hours. And, and then you get all your training in on top of that? I try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. So, man. Yeah. Inspirational, yeah. Yeah. Get all that done and then yeah. train. Yeah. So, um, summer season is real busy for us with all the events that go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and everything else that happens on the waterfront. So, it's like a live gig. Water, uh, when you're caught, it's always open. Yeah. Um, yeah, I try to get as much training in as possible. Just started swimming, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> what time do you get up? Uh, normally like seven. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just up late. Yeah, Can yeah. It's hard time? to wind down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then last question is: What's your definition of success? Oh. Uh, my definition of success is. Hmm. It gets everyone. Yeah, I guess it depends on the way that you look at it. Might like I could have success in work or success in life. Yeah. Which one are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> life, life. Life. Okay. Um, the number of connections that you make. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, is there any? any stuff uh, how can we support you is there and some things that we can promote how can uh, we support you get behind well i feel like the community has been so yeah. supportive already yeah um and yeah enabling me to do everything that i have been able to do in the last year um i think industry athletic they have the lee gains rope yeah. um and yeah, so grateful that they've got that available for an unlimited time. So that will be, um, it's a speed rope. Yeah, yeah, speed rope. So that's available forever. Yeah. If you haven't got one yet, it's like real badass. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Camo. I have to get one. Camo. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, no, I just, yeah, I feel loved all the time. So, yeah, I'm grateful for this podcast as well. That's cool. Now, thanks, Leanne, for coming on. And Thank you. Thanks for, you know, being an inspiration and uh, putting out always good vibes and smiling no matter what and um, yeah the, the resilience and that you've you know to push through and everything man it's uh, it's been a pleasure and honor to to sit down and talk with you today but nah uh, really appreciate it eh? thank you so thank you. much yes <laughs> all right thanks thanks leanne and um yeah follow along the journey it's it's been awesome